Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, three and out podcast. A little post- Fourth of July show, and I want to thank the uh, the sports gods. Last week they gave us Cam Newton and the Patriots. This week they gave us Mahomes' contract extension, historic amount of money, ten year extension. Uh, basically, he has two years left on his deal. It's overall, I think, a twelve year contract, four hundred four hundred fifty million. I think Schefter, you know, one hundred forty injury guaranteed. A lot of money. A lot of money. We'll dive into all things Mahomes uh, from every different angle off the top of the show. We're also going to talk about some other things that I saw today, uh, some issues that are rising, some anonymous GMs. We're talking to Florio uh, about the league office and the coronavirus protocol. And I I think you see the disconnect in a lot of businesses with the suits and the working people. And in the NFL, the GMs, and the coaches are on the ground, and then you have Park Avenue and, and the money people. And I, there's probably a disconnect because every job I've been at in situations, uh, there typically is a business disconnect, uh, often with the people on the ground floor. And, and then an article that I saw that came out about the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, and the future of the conference, and how it just continues to slip farther behind as one of the Power 5 conferences. And I, I think... It wasn't that long ago that the Pac-12, the SEC, you know, the Big 12, the Big 10 were all kind of viewed as equals, and that definitely isn't the case. I mean, it, obviously, the ACC is terrible, but they do have Clemson. 
So uh, the Pac-12 is just in absolute economic shambles. We'll dive into that. And then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag. Everyone that's been firing me DMs. I got a bunch today from Mahomes. We'll just uh, we'll dive deep into the bag of uh, mailbag questions. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. It's the way the mailbag operates. Greatly appreciate everyone that shoots me a DM or a question. It's the people show. It's how you guys get on the show. So keep on firing. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle, same as Twitter. Also, appreciate everyone that's left a, uh, a review on the Apple iTunes podcast. Just go to 3 and Out. I'd also appreciate if you subscribe to that podcast. And if you like the show, leave a review. Five star, preferably, if you like it. If you hate it, leave a one star. I don't care. Just leave a review. We're raw and real here. So if you like me, be positive. If you hate me, be negative. It's on you. It's a great part of America. You can say whatever you want, uh, especially on the internet. You, I mean, you really can say whatever you want. So do that. Three and Out podcast on Apple. Leave a review. Now let's dive into all things Patrick Mahomes. And the story breaks. You see 10 years. You just go, it's one of those stories where you're not even shocked, right? To me, Cam Newton to the Patriots, not that it's even that unbelievable. I I just think it's a little shocking. You're like, wow, it actually happened. What do you think the the Chiefs were going to do? Not sign this guy to a contract? He's three years into his career, two years as a starter, and he's already the most important player in the history of the franchise. He is one of those guys that you watch play two games, and you just go, this guy's a superstar. Now, you can watch him one game. I just use two to like, you like to see a guy play multiple games. It was clear the first month of his career, it's like, yeah, this guy's on a completely different level. The head coach loves him. The general manager loves him. The franchise loves him. He won an MVP and won a Super Bowl. It's just, it's a no-brainer. It's really easy. Now, I don't have that many details on the money. It's kind of irrelevant. When you're a star quarterback, you see the majority of the money on your contract. That's just a fact. Joe Flacco basically made every penny of his contract. Derek Carr is making every penny on his contract. You get it all. They are not treated like other positions. They're just not. And they get way more endorsements off the field, especially when you win. So I give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit. Now, clearly he got compensated at a high level, but the great part about the NFL is it doesn't matter where you play. If you win, and you could argue this in all of sports. Now, I think in baseball, you got to be with the Yankees, right? You got to be with the Dodgers. You got to be with the Giants. You got to be with the Cardinals. You can become a great player with the the Tampa Bay Rays. It's not the same. And you're not going to get paid there. In basketball, they can pay you. It's just pretty clear guys want to leave. In football, like Russell Wilson's arguably the second most famous player behind Mahomes right now. I guess Brady still, but he plays in Seattle. Patrick Mahomes plays in Kansas City. Like it, it doesn't. Tom Brady just went to Tampa. It doesn't really matter. And I, I immediately did a little Instagram of the three things that jumped out to me on this deal. And I've had a couple hours since, and I don't think much has changed. The number one thing that jumps out to me on this deal is sometimes you know when you find something that just is almost too good to be true right? We've all been in those relationships. I would imagine some of you are still in them when you meet someone and you just, you spend time with them and you go, yeah, this person is just, I'm very, very compatible with this person. This person makes me better. I, I achieve more in life personally, professionally, because I have this person by my side. I want to be around this person. We've, we've definitely, you know, experienced that. I would imagine many of you listening professionally, you partner up with someone, you work for someone, where, especially if you've worked for multiple people, you go, this is a pretty special situation. 
Sometimes you just know. There's something to a gut instinct. On top of, you know, tangible results. Whether it's money, whether it's Super Bowl, whatever. You just go, God, it doesn't get much better than this. It, it, it really doesn't. And that's not always the case. Winning doesn't, I mean, Kevin Durant was winning at a historic clip. If he stayed healthy, they just would have won titles every year in Golden State. Wasn't enough. Because for whatever reason, it wasn't perfect. We see guys leave all the time in other professional sports. In football, though, when you got a great coach, you got Belichick, if you're Drew Brees and you got Sean Payton, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, you just stay with them. And their match is perfect. Andy's an offensive savant. He's an easy guy to deal with. He's a great coach. He coaches the other guys at a really high level. He always wins. It just makes a lot of sense for Mahomes to want to be with him. He empowers Patrick Mahomes because of the... I was watching something about Mary this weekend. It was on TV, like TBS. I think they were just like rerunning it. I'm like, I think, if I remember correctly, Favre's in this movie. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Favre's in this movie. And it was like when Favre was just a rock star. And you realize, like, Coach Reed was around Brett Favre in the mid-90s. Part of what made Brett Favre great was you just kind of let him cook. He's going to throw some picks. But he's also going to kick the shit out of most people he plays. You know what they do with Mahomes? They kind of just let him cook. And, you know, he probably frustrates them sometimes but they know how great he is. They empower his creativity. The general manager, who wasn't the GM at the time they drafted him, he was the lead scout. He was the guy that literally pounded the table to John Dorsey and gave the film to Andy Reid. And he's his biggest fan in Brett Veach. I would imagine, beside like Mahomes' girlfriend, fiance, and parents, there's not a bigger Patrick Mahomes, including Andy Reid, than Brett Veach. So if you're, if you're Mahomes, you go, well... I got a great offensive coach who I personally and professionally like a lot. Kansas City, which fits my personality. It's an easygoing place. I'm an easygoing guy. Kind of blue collar in a weird way for being a superstar. You go, the GM is head over heels for me. The fan base loves me. The team puts a winning product around me. They just keep doubling down on my talent, getting me more offensive players, getting better defensive players. We're set up to succeed for a long period of time. Why would I leave? 10-year deal? Done. That's not... You, you keep reading all these... Kirk Cousins always wants like a two, three-year deal to like maximize profits. You know why? Cousins has to maximize profits. He's not going to win on the field. He's never going to win a Super Bowl. He's not even that markable. NBA players love doing these one-and-ones. They're just all about... Ma- you know what Mahomes realized? My brand is going to be winning. Going to be championships. And I'm going to cash checks. And that's what he's going to do around Andy Reid and Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs for years to come. The second thing that really stood out to me, one major point of difference, and it's not the main thing because I think every NFL game and just football and college football falls under this umbrella as well. We talk, I've talked about this for a long time, the importance and the urgency in every game. We, it's why we bet it. It's why we play fantasy. It's why we watch it because every game matters. Even though technically not every quote-unquote game matters, but it feels like they do. It's something that the the baseball does not have. I mean, they're going to have it this year with the short schedule. The NBA, clearly, the players don't even give a shit about 20% of the games. They literally don't care. They'll gladly sit out. They don't try in a percentage of them. Not blaming them, but it's just, it's just a fact. And the consumer has said, we won't watch as much anymore. The consumer has said with football, we love the urgency of the sport. Do you know what else they get? If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, if you're a Houston Texan fan, if you're now a Kansas City Chiefs fan, the market size is irrelevant. The league is making so much money, 
that every team can't afford to play, pay these players huge money. Kansas City is not the New York Giants. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. It's not the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers. They don't have that type cash. They, they, they just don't. But because of the money they've made through the league, they have the, and now that they got Patrick Mahomes, they've been winning a lot more lately, they can afford to quote-unquote overextend themselves and do a deal like this and not even flinch. Literally not flinch, not bat an eye. And at the end of the day, people, humans, there's a reason when I was 8, 9, 10 years old, the teams I rooted for were the San Francisco Giants and the San Francisco 49ers and the Sacramento Kings because they were the teams around me. Most of us, when we, we were born, now it obviously some of you, you know, if your dad's a Cowboy fan, you grew up in Texas, you might just be drawn to the Eagles or whatever. Sometimes it's weird things like that happen. I bet for the most part, Every 95% of people listening root for teams they geographically grew up around. If you grew up in Iowa, you're probably either a Bears fan or a Packer fan, right? If you grew up in Seattle, you're probably a Mariners fan, a Sonics fan, and a Seahawks fan. If you grew up in New York, you're either a Giants fan or a Jets fan. That typically is how it works. We're fans of teams first. Now, as we get older, we like certain players. It's normal, right? But we're drawn to teams. And the NFL is a team league. It keeps its players. It builds stardom around those players on that given team. It helps build up rivalries for a long time. It's why it's such a big deal when a player does move, especially a marquee player. You don't see it happen that much, right? It's why Khalil Mack, our jaw hit the floor. It's like, who trades a guy like that in their prime? You never see it with quarterbacks, ever. Tom Brady just left after 20 freaking years Peyton Manning had to be cut to leave the Colts that's not the New York Giants that's the Indianapolis Colts had to be cut to leave he wouldn't have left he would have stayed Russell Wilson's I'd say probably like 90% chance plays his entire career for the Seattle Seahawks as long as the 49ers want Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna be with the Niners as long as Jared Jared Goff if he can play better will be there for Matt Ryan these guys stay forever and it's a huge point of difference in the NFL. Like, in the NBA, one of the biggest stories around the Bay Area is like, are the Warriors going to get Giannis? What can the Warriors do to get Giannis? What can the Warriors do to get Giannis? Pat Riley's going to go after Giannis. going to go after Victor Oladipo. How much longer is LeBron going to stay in L.A.? How much longer is this guy going to leave? Is Kevin Durant going to be on his next team? It's all we ever talk about. And the reality is the numbers show we don't watch it as much anymore. When I grew up, it was like Patrick Ewing was on the Knicks. Michael Jordan was on the Bulls. Gary Payton was on the Sonics. John Stockton, Carl Malone, Hakeem Elijah won. You just had Cal Ripken, right? Most of the players just stayed on a team for a long period. Now, you had guys move, guys get traded, but for the most part, you knew if that team wanted that player, he was going to stay, and that helped. It just helps the brand of your sport. It helps build everything around it, and the NFL does a great job of being a team-first league, and it's like if Baker Mayfield becomes a star and you're a Browns fan, you get to hold on to him for as long as he's a star. If you're a Bengal fan, you got look at you got Carson Palmer. He had to say, "I'm not playing anymore." You were never going to let him go. If Joe Burrow is the next, you know, Drew Brees or Peyton Manning, he'll be a Bengal forever. He'll he'll have to retire if he if he really wants to force a way out. They'll never let him go. And the Chiefs are a great example of that with Mahomes. And the third thing, again, I'm biased because I've known this guy for a decade. I had a chance to work with him for multiple years, call him a friend. Uh, 
Brett Veach is one of the best general managers in the NFL. And I think, like, Howie Roseman's the boss. Uh, I'm trying to think. Belichick is the boss. Like, they get to pick the players. Thomas Dimitrov is the boss. He gets to pick the players. Jerry Jones gets to pick the players. There aren't that many general managers in the NFL that get to pick the players. John Schneider gets to pick the players, but he had to earn that right because Pete Carroll hired him. And I think oftentimes when a coach hires a GM, you think, you know, the coach is ultimately picking the players. I see it here in my backyard with the Niners. Like, is John Lynch really picking the players? I like John Lynch. He's come on my other pod with Haberman uh, before. He's an impressive dude. I would hire John Lynch to be my GM, to be my CEO, to be any. He is just, dude could do it at all. But is he really picking the I'm not saying he doesn't have influence. Like, is Mike Mayock really picking the players? No, Gruden is. Because typically the coaches have all the juice when they hire the general manager. Just a reality. They make way more than the GM. They, in their contract, have the decision-making power. It's just the way it works. I know for a fact, because he's told me this multiple times. I know he said this publicly, but I, I'm just, I just know this is the way it works. Because I've talked to him on and off the record about it. Brett Veach is picking the players in Kansas City. And he doesn't even want to do it. Let alone, he's empowered Brett, and they trust him to do it. Why? Because Brett's really good. And the unique part of Brett and Andy's relationship is they speak the exact same language. And they did before he ever became a GM. It's why, when he was pounding the table for Patrick Mahomes, he knew that Andy, once he got his eyes on him, would like him. Because he knows what he likes. Why, when he brings him Tyreek Hill... When he brings him Nicole Hardiman, when he brings him the Honey Badger, like he knows Frank Clark for D Ford, Mitchell Schwartz extension, like they know what they're doing, and Brett knows what he's doing. But I don't think we typically talk about Brett Veach as one of the best general managers in the NFL. Maybe it's because he's a younger guy. Maybe it's because his coach is so famous. I think it's safe to say Andy'd be considered the second best coach in the NFL right now, beside Belichick. Maybe it's because. Mahomes has become such a big star, but I just, I I do this for a living. I talk about GMs. I study these GMs. I know most of you guys listening follow this stuff pretty closely. Brett Veach is one of the best general managers in the league. Like, he deserves a huge extension. If Andy left tomorrow, Brett Veach would be the guy asked to pick the next head coach. And if you were a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you should feel pretty good about that because Brett knows how to pick players. He did it in Philadelphia, played a huge role in Deshaun Jackson, played a huge role in Shady McCoy. He obviously played a huge role in Kansas City, I know, with guys like Marcus Peters well before, you know, Mahomes even showed up. And Andy trusts him, I mean, professionally with his football team, but I mean, personally, with as much as you can trust a person personally that's not your family. Like, they're that tight. And Brett Veach, and I know I have a good friend on the scouting staff, he's like, Brett's just really impressive with the group. People like working for him. And I, I, I don't know if Clark Hunt, it, it, just because how good Andy is, probably realizes how good he has it. He had to fire his last GM in John Dorsey for two reasons. One, he didn't understand the cap. And two, he was an egomaniac. Beach is not that guy. I mean, he's just pretty low-key. And uh, he's just a great scout. And he's clearly established himself as one of the best general managers in the NFL. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, I I saw something, and and it really caught my eye, and I think it's something that we all can relate to, right? I, I... I couldn't in the NFL because, you know, I, I working for Coach Reed and, and Howie and, and Lewis Riddick, like they had done basically everything they were asking me to do. So, and definitely when I worked at Fresno State for Pat Hill, I, I mean, the dude literally locked the building on his way home at like year 14 coaching the program. So, you know, when you work for people that have done everything possible in whatever, you know, business they're involved in, it's whatever they ask you to do, you never, you're like, yeah, I, he's done that too. So it, it's an easy thing to listen to. But when I worked in radio uh, and I, I had a boss that had no clue what was going on and he would tell you something to do and all of us either on air would just be like, what is he? This is the stupidest thing we've ever heard. No one would do this. Now, there's naturally going to be some disagreement with you know authority figures Right in, in any business. But we've all been in that situation where a middle manager who you're answering to has never done your job and tells you to do stuff that 
I, I think we'd all agree in whatever that is specifically asking people around you can relate to it. You're like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And it's because they have no understanding of what they're telling you to do. It's what makes Belichick so great, right? He's done everything. He can coach every position. He's been the GM. He's been the head coach. He's been a position coach. He's been a coordinator. He coached special teams. Nothing he can't do. So when he tells a position coach to do it or a player, they know he knows what he's talking about. And that's rare, right? You know what I mean? There's only so many Belichicks. But it's just, it's pretty common, I would say, in most businesses. I mean, you see this. I've never been in a war, but I know I got some veterans listening. I'm sure sometimes you get information coming from a, a dude back at the base when you're on the front lines. I've seen a lot of movies where they're like, this guy's telling me to bust through the gate. There's seven dudes with guns standing right there. I would recommend going around and them telling you, and sometimes you have to make an executive decision, right? But in the NFL, Roger Goodell and many of his business people that surround him are really smart. And I know the media shits on them. Listen, they, they're anti-business. They're anti-success. Uh, they're anti-money. Uh, unless, especially when they think politically, you're kind of different than them because they, they do like Adam Silver. He can do no wrong. Even though he tweeted or he said something in a statement like last week how he was like pro-China, no one in the NBA media said a peep. Not that shocking. Roger Goodell, if he would have said that, he would have been eviscerated where people actually watch his league. But again, I'm pro in the NBA. I like the sport, but they're treated differently. And I think Roger Goodell, the one thing, my big red flag on him, because he has made the NFL a ton of money. And I mean a ton of money. He has helped lead the NFL in the greatest economic uh, time in the history of the league. And you can say, well, it would have happened anyway. I don't know. Because you would have said the NBA is about to take off like a rocket ship when Adam Silver took over from David Stern, and that just hasn't been the case at all. So, you know, I have friends that run and family members that run successful businesses, and the one thing they will tell you, and and I don't think we've definitely learned it through the pandemic, no business is foolproof. Now, we don't know how certain things are recession-proof, how things are going to fail, but if, I, I say it all the time. If you would have told me that Vegas failed, I would have been like, BS. They literally had to shut down their casinos for the pandemic. Like, we saw that happen. I never would have believed. I didn't even know what a pandemic was four months ago. But speaking to Pro Football Talk, an anonymous GM said the league's communication on the coronavirus has been virtually non-existent. Here's the problem for the NFL. You have to do everything under one umbrella, right? You have to make sure all the teams are following the same protocols. But Roger Goodell and his cronies, they know television contracts. They know how to make high margins. They know how to sell jerseys. They know how to market the product on television and print cash. They know nothing about putting a practice script together or how meeting rooms work or how setting up training camp works. They have no clue. Well, a huge part of setting up corona protocols is understanding that, right? It's no problem for them to give advertising buybacks and change stuff around if they have to move the the season around. They, They can do that with anybody. They will be more than flexible operating that way. But when it comes to, it's easy to write on a piece of paper, make sure every player in a meeting room is six feet apart. Well, the coach would tell you, we don't have that much square footage in a meeting room. 
or make sure we do this at practice. And they would go, well, this isn't feasible. You know why? Because they've never been a player or coach. They have no clue. Now, there are a couple former players, like Merton Hanks in the front office uh, of the NFL, but the difference is, as a player, you just do what you're told. You don't ever think about, well, this is how it would be set up from a coaching and a front office standpoint. And I've seen some reports that the league is bracing for from going from 90-man rosters down to 75 during training camp with uh, because of the virus. I actually think that's going to be counterproductive. You're going to need more bodies because the no one's practiced as a team, you know, for nine months or eight months. And guys are going to get not only corona, they're going to get injured. We saw, I think, the most injuries that have happened over the last decade came in the lockout. So you're going to have a lot more injuries. So it's easy to be like, well, just cut off 15 people to limit the corona, uh, you know, uh, the ability for it to spread, which sounds good on paper. If I didn't know anything about a training camp or how it operates, I'd throw out the same statement. But when I think about it from someone that's been a part of carrying these free agent lists and when guys go down in training camp, flying them in and picking them up at the airport and signing them, that's you need a lot of bodies. There is a reason the GMs and the coaches pounded the table to expand the roster from 80 to 90 because guys get hurt. You want to give guys rest. And this is such an unprecedented time because guys have not been practicing beside like their little throwing sessions on their own, which we know is not football. I mean, it is in the sense of it's like seven on seven, but practice, you do team stuff, you train with your teammates. It's a lot different. And I, I just, I'm not saying like they're doing it out of, they're coming from a good place. They are trying to do everything possible to limit the ability for Corona to spread with teams. So you're going to follow all the protocols that you're reading everywhere else. But it might not be functional. And I've said for a while, just based on the statements from John Harbaugh, from Sean McVay, who said like it's impossible to social distance in football. Because it's true. Like It'd be easy for Roger Goodell to be like, no huddles are allowed. Well, it's easy for him to say that from his big-ass office in Park Avenue. Tell that to Belichick. Tell that to Kyle Shanahan. Like, and, and again, I'm not anti, like sometimes you got to change and adapt. But, and I also read they were going to have a big conference call with the GMs and coaches. You need to get their input. You need to have, part of putting together a plan, I would say in any business, and definitely the military, is, is it functional? Like you can't just be like, well, just climb that mountain. You, someone might go, well, that mountain is unclimbable. That's not, we have to go around the mountain. And unless you talk to a guy that actually can climb the mountain, you wouldn't know. He's like, I'll just go over it. That's oh, easy. Just do this. Do that. I'm like, well, we can't sell that many cases. Or we're going to sell 10 times that many cases. And when you get people on the ground floor that tell you that that's feasible or not, it helps you to kind of meet in the middle and be safe in a protocol that's actually possibly uh, you know, able to be executed. Because right now, if you just let Roger Goodell in the suits in Park Avenue draw up these Corona plans, it'll look great on paper. It's why every perfect, you know, every teacher I ever had in college, they were unreal with the charts. Supply, demand, you market this much, you sell the product, you're a millionaire. It's like, well, if you're this big of a genius, you're telling me this, why are you sitting here teaching me? Why aren't you out making the money? Uh, <laughs> there's a reason most people that do do. Most people that can't teach. And I'm not, not a shot at teachers. I was more of a shot at college professors. Teachers, I'm a big fan of teachers. I'm a, I was friends with my college professors. But they talk a big game, especially in the business world. 
You know, a lot of charts, a lot of theories, a lot of this is really easy. Well, it's very black and white on the whiteboard, no different than a, in a football coach, drawing up a play. Well, it's, it's easy to say just, you know, uh, hold off the defensive end. And then the defensive end is Khalil Mack or Von Miller. You know, just sell this many products. And then a uh, recession hits, right? Or the marketing, you know, social media starts and television and radio disappears. Who knows? Things change. But you need to have communication. So when I see that the, uh, the communication from the league office with their coaches and their GMs has been virtually non-existent, I, that's a problem. Because you, you have to get these guys' input so you can put together protocols and you know put these teams in a situation to actually be successful with the virus. Because if you just put it down on paper, it'll look sweet. And it'll look good when they tweet it out. The at NFL tweets out all the protocols and be like, oh, this is so safe, they're going to do this. And then I'll be like, well, it's not possible to do this. Right? So I, I think the GMs and the coaches need to play a much bigger role in this. Okay, let's dive into something I saw today about the Pac-12. And I, I think no conference has been more negatively impacted perception-wise the last several years as West Coast football and basketball. The Pac-12 has really, really struggled. Their network is, you know, invisible to most people. Even people on the West Coast, right? If you have Dish or DirecTV, you do not have it. I have Comcast. I get it. And I, I use it, you know, when big football games are going on. But the network's irrelevant. It's been a complete failure. The, their ability to get teams in the college football playoffs has struggled. I would have said when the college football playoff began, the Pac-12, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12 were kind of all on equal playing footing. The SEC, over the last seven, eight years, has gone to a different stratosphere. When Urban went to Ohio State, and then they got Harbaugh, Penn State came back to you know national relevancy, Wisconsin with Chris, and uh, Iowa still saw like the Big Ten is easily the second best conference. Then the AC and Big 12, at least they have Oklahoma and Clemson, who make the playoffs and win national championships. The Pac-12 is in complete shambles. And it starts with the leadership. And I say it all the time, is the SEC and the Big 10 and the Big 12 and the ACC, they suck, but they do prioritize sports. In the Pac-12 right now, we just don't. We prioritize academic first. And listen, it's college athletics, but if, you, if you're consumed with making money, you better go all in on football. And I tip my hat to Oregon. They have done that. Even the University of Washington has done a good job. Same with Utah. And they have been the best three programs over the last five or six years by a relatively wide margin. USC, UCLA, in shambles. Just absolute shambles. Stanford had a really good run. It's just hard for them to maintain it because of their academic kind of excellence and the recruiting aspect of it. But I read a story uh, that the CEO board, which is basically the chancellors and the presidents, are thinking about firing Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12. And during this time of economic prosperity, the Big Ten is printing cash. The SEC is like Bank of America. Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is somehow the highest paid commissioner of all the Power Five commissioners. That doesn't make any sense, so think about that. Well then, during this recession and pandemic, 
that everyone's had to take somewhat of a haircut, right? And a lot, you've seen a lot of companies. If you make six figures, I would imagine some people listening have been impacted. If you have a contract with whatever said company you work for, and you make over $100,000, a lot of companies I've read in all types of industries have done a mandatory 10% cut. The irony is you'd be better off making $99,000 than making $105,000 and taking that $105,000 and taking a 10% pay cut. But, so if you make $110,000, you had to take a $10,000 pay cut, or excuse me, a 10% pay cut. Larry Scott makes $5.3 million, more money than any other commissioner. He took a 12% pay cut. And in the article I read, basically just said, that's embarrassing. He should have taken about a 50% pay cut. But Larry Scott kind of feels like when you watch him, he's like a perfect fit for academia. No wonder some of these presidents and chancellors of these West Coast elitist institutions love him. Because I wouldn't want him anywhere near my football or baseball or basketball programs for the life of me. I, and I definitely wouldn't pay him over $5 million. They have this studio that's in San Francisco, which I've been in and I've done some stuff for. It's really cool, but it doesn't make that much sense to be in San Francisco if you're the Pac-12. One, it's really, really expensive to, to operate here. And the square footage they have in downtown San Francisco, it's super expensive. And the network isn't making any money. They, they have been losing cash for years. Should have been in Vegas. They, they could have picked countless, some, somewhere in Arizona. I get they wanted in the middle, but geographically, who cares? Go to where it's cheap and functional to be. But regardless, the, the Pac-12, to me, should 100% fire this individual. Because if this was the SEC or this was the Big Ten, there is no chance that Larry Scott would still be surviving you know, and have his employment as the commissioner of the conference. Because football and money are too important. They are the lifeblood now of college sports. And the Pac-12 is falling further and further behind all these other conferences. And I was thinking about this. Because you'd go, well, the thing with Oklahoma football or Ohio State football or Michigan football or, you know, the SEC teams, their fan bases are so big. And I'd say one thing we battle out here on the West Coast is a lot of our big programs are in cities, unlike the SEC or even the Big Ten, where you're competing with pro teams. But here's what I do know. Is that the, the, the pro cities like Seattle, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, even Arizona, uh, have huge fan bases for their teams. Like the Lakers are arguably the second biggest brand in America behind the Yankees. Right, The 49ers are a top five NFL brand. The Seattle Seahawks have become huge. And clearly the passion for sports out West is really big. But here's the key. Unlike a lot of these other areas and the SEC, and I think the Northeast is like this with their pro teams, like the Red Sox or the Phillies or the Eagles or the Yankees, even when they suck, people care. The one thing that binds us on the West Coast, we do not care when your teams lose. When the 49ers are 4-12, and people don't pay attention. We do not hate-watch the teams out here. When the Lakers suck, the ratings plummet. And with the Phillies, if they go 500, like people are taking it in at high rates in Philadelphia. Out here, it's not the case. The Giants were terrible last year. Nobody watched. Historic low ratings. 
because we got too much to do. The sun, just the culture out here. But when you win, even in college, look at Oregon. They've been winning now for two decades. Place is always packed. Always. When Pete Carroll had SC rolling, the Dodgers, Kobe was there. It didn't matter. That place was humming. We care when, when Cal wins under Jeff Tedford, that place is sold out Memorial Stadium. Grew up going there. Cool environment. The Washington Huskies, when they've had really good teams, that place is rocking and rolling up there. But you got to win. Utah's been really good the last couple years. That place, I think Rice Eccles Stadium is what they call it, is a big time, you know, it's a tough place to play. And I, I think the SEC and the Big Ten are good examples of they understand the importance. Now, the commissioner can only do so much. And one thing Larry Scott has said, and he's not necessarily wrong, I don't hire and fire coaches. I'm not the guy recruiting these players. That is on the individual programs. And I would agree. But to me, you are the top of the food chain. And you are the guy determining and forcing the importance of the almighty dollar and the conference. And when I watch the SEC, I just go, God damn, they they treat their product like the NFL. When I watch the Big Ten, I think the same thing. When I watch Oklahoma football and Texas football, Texas sucks. I just know they care a lot. They do everything. I don't feel that out here. Really, the only program that I feel every chip is in the middle of the table right now is Oregon. Maybe Utah, too, given their resources. And I think it starts at the top. And I don't necessarily have a solution to this. I just know this guy has to go. And you need to get an individual who understands the West Coast but brings that big you know, conference mindset. We're here to be massive. If that means getting linked up with ESPN, if that means getting linked up with Fox, whatever you have to do, you have to be available in 2020 to everybody. It's why podcasts are wiping out radio. They're the easiest thing to, you just press a button on your phone and you listen. Radio, like, what's the channel? Where are these guys? I go out of market. Can I hear it? Boom, podcast. Boom, stream. Boom, press a button, stream. The SEC, it's really, I can just find their product, really. I don't know where the Pac-12 is. And I I live in Pac-12 country. So they need to get a guy, a heavy hitter, from one of these conferences. I don't pretend to know, you know, the next Nick Saban of commissioners. But it's time to up your game. It's time to get rid of this guy who just gave himself a 12% pay cut in the middle of a pandemic when his conference is in shambles. Shameful. Embarrassing. A joke. But that's what elitists do. They beat to their own drum. He doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He probably thinks he's crushing it. Why wouldn't he? He's making more money than everyone else. I'd probably think that too. So would you. Well, I'll promise you, from an outside perspective, you're not crushing it, Larry. You're an embarrassment. And if you were in a conference that truly valued football, and this, listen, this is going to be an uphill battle for whoever takes over this conference. The presidents out here don't quite understand it. Clearly in the SEC, the guy at Bama, the guy at LSU, the guy at A&M, the guy at Florida, the guy at Georgia, they understand. When football crushes so does the school. Your enrollment goes up. Your money flow goes up. Everyone wins. We don't quite get that on the West Coast. It pains me because I'm a football and a sport lover. And when I was growing up, the Pac-12 was the real deal. We produced teams that competed for national championships in both basketball and football. We no longer do that. It pains me. I'm rooting for the conference to get back. I think we have an uphill battle. But to me, the only way, the, the, the first step toward relevancy is to fire this dude. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. 
And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's get into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. Slide right into those uh, DMs, and you get your question answered here on the podcast. Let's start with, uh, got a lot of responses here for Mahomes. Holy shit, Mahomes 10 years? Question? It's hard to do that if you're KC. It's hard not to do that if you're KC, but damn, if he gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have a choice. You know, it's technically 12 years, because it's an extension. So he's got two more years and then 10 years. Now, as of right now, the numbers are kind of all over the place. I think I said 450 earlier, 480, 500, whatever. I, 
we know how NFL contracts work. I'm not overreacting to the numbers. I think the number that I saw, 140 in true guarantees, which would be the highest guarantee in the history of the league. And at the end of the day, if you're a quarterback and you're good, you play out your contract. Joe Flacco played out his contract. Derek Carr played out his contract. You know, Eli Manning forever played out his contract. Like He's going to get a lot of money, and he deserves it. It's just it's the risky part of doing these long contracts. I don't know what else you do it. You probably do the longer deal more because, uh, for cap reasons. How many Super Bowls do Patrick and Andy win during the 10-year contract? Well, I, I would guess they got a decent chance. I would take the over-under it. I'd put it at one and a half the next five years and think they have a chance to win two out of the next five years. So they basically win three in, you know, in what, seven years? That'd be a pretty good Patriot-like run if he can get two more and you have three championships. You know, Peyton's, or excuse me, Brady's six. Let's just say that's unattainable. Let's look at other elite quarterbacks. Montana's got four. Elway's got two. Manning's got two. You know, Eli is not an elite quarterback, but he has two. You know, a lot of guys, Breeze has one. Russell has one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some. Roethlisberger, technically, yeah, he's got two. I I think a, a fair goal for Mahomes in his career would be three. Like, I mean, Elway's arguably like the third or fourth best quarterback ever in his two. Same with Manning. So, it, to me, if you get three, I think you could go Patrick Mahomes is like the better version of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has one. So, I, I'd say the goal would be three. I mean, the goal is to win it every year, of course. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'd say three is a attainable number. What sort of trade compensation would it take for the Browns to part with Najoku? Also, the Hooper signing bad in that regard. I think in the NFL you just try to sign good players, and, and they got Austin Hooper for $21 million, or maybe it was $22 million guaranteed. Just a numbers game. The value there is too great. I think today it, was, it came out, someone tweeted, or maybe the Browns said or released a statement. Like He's in their plans. This, this is not the NBA. Players don't dictate the terms. Teams and coaches trade you when they want to trade you. So if they like him, he'll stay. If they don't, they'll trade him. Kind of sucks for him. But it doesn't. I mean, their offense should be really good. It's got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, all the running backs. Like, they should be dynamic. Does the new Patrick Mahomes deal mean that Chris Jones definitely is getting traded? Will this mean the Chiefs will only be able to sign two and a half, three-star players after Hill and Kelsey's contracts are up? You know, I, I think there's so much up in the air. True money, how much he's making per year, how the cap goes up. Uh, you know, the, the NFL, even like Frank Clark, who I think got like $60 million, maybe it was seventy. It's technically like a two-and-a-half-year contract. So you, you can finagle and wiggle yourself out of contracts. The key is, if Mahomes is sweet, he's going to dominate, and the team's going to be really good. It's just that simple. Aaron Rodgers made huge money for a decade. They built really good teams around him. So it's just, to me, the pressure is just on Mahomes to maintain being an elite player, and they'll be fine. In the light of the potential Redskins name change, shout out to the Bulls Jordan documentary. Dennis Rodman played college for Southeastern Oklahoma State Savages. Now they are called the Savage Storm. Not the greatest name ever. <laughs> That's a good little, uh, good little nugget there. 
So with all this outrage over politics, I see it pouring over into the NFL. What's your take on all the Black Lives Matter being placed on jerseys and changing names of teams? Seems a little over the top for me. I think there should be a separation between politics and sports. Love the show. Don't ever miss a pod. I don't really know what the Black Lives Matter is going to be in the in the NBA. They're going to, I think, put it on the court. I don't necessarily see that happening in the NFL. I think they're clearly going to allow the players to kneel. It doesn't bother me. I get how people are bothered. I no longer really get triggered over political stuff. You know, when it comes to sports, I'm just kind of numb to it. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I don't get offended at the offended. Like, I'm not offended by the Redskins. My, my, my simple take is I don't give a shit. And if you do, I get it. I don't, I just, that's fine. If they want to change the name, cool. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. I think the Redskins are kind of irrelevant. Uh, if they want to change it to the Washington Warriors or whatever, that's fine with me. Uh, you know, if, the, if a player is passionate about a cause, like it doesn't really affect me. I, I do think it does impact people, though, and I, I don't think you're alone. And I think the media struggles with that. A lot of people that consume sports, and when I say consume, if you watch, you're making them money because sports are generated now off television ratings. I think the NBA is a good example of they got really, really political the last like five years. Their ratings are in the tank. And I also think one of their problems is they're pretty big hypocrites. Like they're in bed with China. And Adam Silver, China is running concentration camps. I, I read an article last week about the the racism that goes on over there about the African community. It was it was eye-opening. The China government is bad. Like really bad. I didn't know that much about it until the NBA scandal hit. And I've just read some articles. And I was like, Jesus. And it's hard, so it's hard for me to take the NBA seriously. Because I know at the end of the day, if you run a business, the number one thing you care about is money. That's why I don't, I don't even take the NBA that seriously. They talk about politics all the time. They care about money more than anything. That's why they w- refuse to denounce China. Because they, they love money. And it's really hard for me to take businesses seriously when they get into politics. The one thing they care about, first and foremost, is money. If you, unless you run a charity and you run a business, the bottom line is about profit. It's why a lot of businesses, like all the tech companies, love acting to be quote-unquote really progressive. Like Mark Zuckerberg, you buy out companies left and right. You don't give a shit. You, 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 you can't even hardly pretend to. Now, I, if, if a player wants to have an opinion, like that's fine. Every person should have their own opinion. I'm a big believer in think whatever you want to think. See, most of the media does not believe that. Most of the media wants you to think like they think. I got no problem. If you're really liberal, you're really conservative, whatever. Like, being woke is not being anti-racism. Being anti-racism is just anti-racism, right? But there is a level and a line of just politically correct on just a lot of issues that I just don't think a lot of people care about. And I think it becomes a really big deal on social media. And I think most people in the real world are not consumed with it. Most people in the real world, and here's the problem going to be this fall. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And we're in the middle of a recession. We've lost 40 million jobs over a three-month period. Historic amount of lost workers in that period of time. And people aren't going to want to get lectured on how they're a bad person. Because I, I was telling someone this weekend, I think my generation, I'm 35 years old and younger. I, again, I'm not saying that everyone is perfect and there are areas in this country that are definitely bad and there are people that you know, are racist. 
But I think my generation is dramatically different than my parents' generation when it comes to skin color and tolerance. But I also see a lot of frauds. Like California loves acting like they're really progressive. Our richest neighborhoods that are quote-unquote the most liberal refuse to build low-income housing. We have historic amount of poverty here. No one does anything. They drive right by the homeless people every day. Don't even look at them. They don't care. So I, I think there's a balance of real-world stuff and then what we hear from athletes about the stuff that impacts them. Like I've said over and over, I've had issues over the years where I've snapped, just being immature, yelled at cops. Not, maybe yelled would be strong, but gotten like confrontations, arguments when I got pulled over. Because I don't even think about it. I'm just a white guy. And I, I had an issue probably a month ago where I started arguing with a cop. I was kind of illegally parked and going to an ATM, and I realized, like, God, I just argued with this guy. I was in the wrong a lot of people, you know, it's a big thing. The Black Lives Matter, from, from my perception, what they're fighting for is like, they can't do that because they might get shot. I didn't even think twice that I would get shot. Like, that shit's real. Like, it's not even arguable. And I don't even think about that. Now, luckily, it was like happening in America. I, I kind of, I almost apologized to the police officer because I was in the wrong. And if, shit, if he wanted to... He could have arrested me. Like, I, it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I was just illegally parked. But the way I, I, I acted like, who the hell do you think you are? And that's why people can't act like that. Like, that's not even debatable at this point. Now, there are elements of, like, you know, when, my issue with the political stuff in general, and I've said this over and over and over again, is acting like it's black and white. Like, oh, just put Joe Biden in office. Everything will change. No, it won't. That's not true at all. Look at these progressive states. California is a great example. Nothing changes. Who do you think we've created historic poverty socioeconomically? Who do you think has been impacted the most? So to think that everything just changes when Democrats get involved, that's not true. Here's my take. Neither side gives a shit. One side just is better at pretending they do about poor people and, you know, a lot of these movements. And it becomes so big on social media where luckily a lot of people in real life, especially in the business community, and I know a lot of you guys that listen are businessmen. Uh, I know we have some women, but majority of the listeners are men. Know just how fraudulent everything is. And I think social media has become a place where everyone can just get up on their moral high horse and say things, and they don't live their life like that. So it just, I, I, I do understand where sports fans, I guess a long-winded way, just don't want to see it with their, you know, with sports, but the the reality is in 2020, it's going to be part of it. Uh, I, I do think the messenger matters. It's it's a huge problem for the NBA. Like you can't be in bed with China and then get and then lecture me on how to live my life, you know. But if you get up from a point of you're just a really good guy and you you have a spotless track record, I I do think it resonates more with people. It, it just does. Like LeBron James has created a school. He's done a lot of good things. He refused, refused to budge from China. Why? Because the majority of his cash comes from China. And I, I think that rubs people the wrong way. And I think that my whole thing is like people are allowed to be offended by that. Like I'm a big believer in diversity of thought. People should not all be thinking the same. Now, again, you're asking someone that's just not offended by anything. You know? Uh, and when I mean that, like, like the Washington Redskins, if they want to change the name, change the name. Okay? It just doesn't even mean anything to me. Not that I it just I just don't even care. I, I, I don't have the energy. What I've realized in my, my older years is I, I don't have the energy to be triggered and offended by everything. I'm too busy trying to make money for my partners, 
trying to gain new sponsors, trying to produce content, trying to expand business-wise, you know, have a have a personal life, a dating life, play golf, be happy. I, I, I don't know how the media is so miserable, and I'll tell you, because most of them just aren't that great at their job. Uh, they're just miserable people in general. They, they don't even, I don't think a lot of them like their job that much. Like, I'm lucky. I like my job. I, I hate being miserable. And I, the one thing is, like, you want to change these teams' names? Do it. But I, I can't pretend, like, I'm not triggered or offended by it. But I get why people might want to change it. I, I, overall, though, keep it, change it, whatever. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the black buffalo herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches 
at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Fan from Ireland. Love the pot. Sorry for the long question. Hot take. Want to see if you agree. Hoodie is the undisputed best coach of all time, but I think we finally discovered that he is a bottom 10 GM. Going to disagree there. He's had very few standout draft picks in recent years and rarely has good draft classes in general. His solo focus on only signing football guys as free agents has left his team uh, unathletic, causing the AB desperation. Is it fair to say that he's had to rely on his coaching ability to keep the dynasty going? If he had Ozzie Newsome or, or Howie Roseman, would he have won 10? Thanks, keep the pods coming. I don't think it's fair to say that. The NFL is so hard to win in general. Uh, he has drafted a lot of good players. Just look at the last decade. Obviously, Hernandez turned out to be a murderer, but that was a really good pick. Gronkowski's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's drafted Logan Mankins, Richard Seymour, Devin McCourty, Hightower. He drafted Jamie Collins, Thune. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. Like, that netted him a second and third round pick for trading those guys, and he used them. Julian Edelman. He signed Chris Hogan. Like, he makes good moves. He signed Stephon Gilmore. Like, they, they've been in nine Super Bowls in two decades. That is incredible. I, I don't know if they would have been able to go to more just because they would have had a quote-unquote GM. I, I, I really don't. The year I started watching football, Jabril, Jabril Peppers went off at Michigan, but his NFL career is kind of underwhelming. You think he'll turn into a Pro Bowl safety that many of us thought he would be, or is he headed toward a mediocre NFL career? Uh, full disclosure, I haven't really studied him. I, I think one problem when you get a guy like him, he's not a true player in space, so you need him in the box. Well, there's never been less impactful safeties now in the box because the game is played spread and in space. So I, I just think the game is not, you know, it doesn't benefit his skill set, like to be a huge impact player. Like if you put Cam Chancellor in 2020, he would not be the Cam Chancellor that we saw in 2011, 2012, 2013. There's just more space. Uh, I mean, I mean, just more ability to lay with the wood and hit. And I, I think it's a problem for any quote-unquote box safety. I think it's ultimately Jamal Adams' undoing. If he could do both at an elite level, he's an elite player in the box. Is the elite player in space? No. If he was, I think he'd be viewed as like Ed Reed. And t- every team in the league would want to be trading for him right now. But that's not the way he's viewed. He's a great run stuffer. He's a great blitzer. I pay my DBs to cover and pick the ball off. And I, I, th- I think that's, at the end of the day, Jabril Pepper's downfall. Is it me or are people sleeping on Sean McVay that he's reached the playoffs in his first two seasons and last season was down year? Is there any chance he becomes the league be- the best coach in the league post-Belichick? I would say it's going to be a little challenging because Andy Reid's now equipped to dominate if Belichick were to retire. Sean Payton's not going anywhere. Kyle Shanahan's team is much more complete. Kyle Shanahan also benefits from having Parag Marathe, who is a cap wizard. Les Snead and Kevin Dimoff are awful at the cap. It's why the LA Rams constantly sign terrible contracts and are in cap hell all the time. So part of being a good coach, you do need a good cap manager and slash GM. And I'd say Sean McVay does not have that. Andy has that. Sean... uh, uh, Excuse me, uh, Sean Payton has that. Uh, Pete Carroll's had that with John Schneider. I think that's Sean McVay's kind of downfall right now. Now, is he an excellent coach? Hell yeah. He's in his mid-30s. His worst year so far as a head coach is 9-7. and seven. 
And if he would have had that year this upcoming year, he would have made the playoffs. So I'm a big believer in Sean McVay. I think he's a really impressive guy. I'd like to be friends. I'd like to drink beers with him. I'd love to talk football. I think he's going to be an elite coach for a long time. Now, can he be, quote-unquote, the best coach in the NFL? I don't know if he can do that with Les Snead and whoever he has running his cap, whether that's Kevin Demoff or whoever they have. Because right now they've just they blown way too many things for even Belichick wouldn't be able to overcome it. And tying yourself to Jared Goff, I'm a big Jared Goff fan, but he's pretty, you know, dependent on his offensive line. And right now their offensive line is atrocious. So they're in a division with the 49ers who have a big-time defensive line. You got Chandler Jones. Seattle always just finds ways to mess with you. Uh, it's just it's just going to be a challenge. Appreciate everyone listening. And uh, again, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. I appreciate everyone doing that. Have a great week, and I'll uh, talk to you a little later. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.